talking about being ready for Jesus. It's his heart's desire that we're ready for him that day. And actually, he's grieving because we don't know that. The ones that do know Jesus are so busy and they think they're ready. And the ones that don't know Jesus have no idea that he is their only way out, that he is their source, that he is in love with them. And so we all really have something to do to get ready for Jesus. If you know Jesus, he would ask that you would go for him and that you would tell those who don't know what you do know. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for telling us things to come for preparing us. We thank you that we are the most important thing to you, and you're not letting this time go by without telling us the truth because you love us so much. We just open our hearts to you today, Lord, you, and we praise you. So it's been kind of a sad morning for me reflecting on what Jesus is saying to me, that he is sad that he is long-suffering, we read that in Peter. And actually, I want to read that to you before we go any further. Second Peter 3.9, the Lord does not delay and he's not tardy or slow about what he promises, talking about him coming. According to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering. He's extraordinary, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish but that all should turn to repentance. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will vanish and pass away with thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works thereof it will be burned up. In the interlinear Bible, the word long-suffering, to be of long spirit, to not lose heart, he's long-suffering. He's waiting. He's not losing heart to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles, to be patient in bearing the offense and the injuries of others, to be mild and slow in avenging, to be long-suffering, slow to anger, slow to punish, patient, to have patience, to be patient, to have long patience, bear long, suffer long, be long-suffering, patiently endure. He's enduring. He's patiently enduring. He's mild and slow in avenging, slow to anger, slow to punish. He's waiting patiently. He's long-suffering. He's suffering. He's in pain while he waits for us to get ready. He was sharing his heart with me this morning, his sadness. And then he started comparing it to um, some things that I have gone through. When people don't understand who Jesus is, why you're living your life that way, when they don't understand what you know and you're trying to tell them, the time is soon for Jesus to return, and they won't listen. Instead, they're offended. They want to just live by their flesh, and living by their flesh is going to bring them into eternal damnation because living by our flesh is opposed to Jesus. 
And it's not easy to understand unless you're really, really listening. But to him, to not do good to others is, to, is evil. To not pay attention to someone else's pain is evil. To be cold-hearted is evil. And the word tells us in the last days, men's hearts will grow cold. And they have. I see it everywhere I look. I see it everywhere I look. And Jesus' heart is warm and compassionate. And that's why he hasn't come yet. Because then that's it. On that day when we stand before him, when he returns, the end, it, the end has come. And Jesus is looking ahead, and he knows it's not his will that one would perish, but many are perishing for a lack of knowledge and don't want to know. I hear over and over again, I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. But then on that day when he comes, they're going to wish they listened. They're going to wish they want they, they did want to know. And those of us who do know is what Jesus was showing me today. He said, you can relate to how I'm feeling, knowing your loved ones won't listen to you, knowing they don't care to hear it, and they're perishing because they won't hear it. They don't have ears to hear. They're looking at the outward appearance of things. They're looking in the temporary realm where it looks like they're doing the right thing. It looks like they know how to love. It looks good. It, it, it looks as though they're going down that right path. It looks as though to them that they're going to have eternal life. But if they would listen to the word, to Jesus, to that conviction, they would know what we know. And they would have eternal life. But knowing they won't listen and, and what's ahead for them grieves us who do know. And Jesus is saying, it grieves me to know what's about to happen it grieves me that you won't listen. And those of you that say you know me, that you don't care enough about your neighbor to keep on knocking, keep on seeking for a way to show them the truth. And whatever that way that is, Jesus will show you. And maybe it will be getting out of the way so someone else can come in. He knows the perfect person and the perfect timing. But as it is, our part is to keep praying. To keep praying for them. And then be that light for them. Don't give up. If he's long-suffering, then we have to be long-suffering. I've shared this with you before, and he shared it with me. On the day where God flooded the earth, it was so painful for him. And he knew it would be ahead of time. It says that he forgot about Noah and his family for five months. He showed me he was grieving during that time. 
And then he remembered Noah, that faithful man. And he caused a wind to blow and the waters to move. He's grieving ahead of time. He's told me this over and over again. I've shared it over and over again. He's coming and we're not paying attention. Jesus is coming. And when we read in verse 8, where am I here? When we read in verse 8, it says, Don't let this one fact escape you, beloved, that one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So he hasn't delayed. It's just that for one day, for, for our one day, his day is like a thousand years. And thank God, praise the Lord, hallelujah, because if he was coming tomorrow, many would be lost. You know, I know a lot of people pray, come Lord Jesus, come. But now that I know his heart, and I know he's so grieved, he's so sad, he's not looking forward to, when we just read that, coming because it's not desire that even one should perish. It's not his will that even one should perish. I don't pray that he comes quickly. I pray that he waits and he gives us time to do that greater work, to prepare the way for him, to go after those lost sheep for him, to be that vessel for him, to make a difference. It's not his will that one should perish, but many will perish for a lack of knowledge. And he's saying he's frustrated that even his own people don't have knowledge that we're waiting for him, and actually he's waiting for us. I've been sharing this, and I, I didn't share it today at the beginning of um, our video, but I'm going to share it now. And I wrote this down. This happened um, a while ago. His voice was strong and stern as his words, it seemed like his words, pulled me straight up to a sitting position on the edge of my bed. I was at attention. He was getting my attention. I was in control. I, I didn't make myself sit up. He did. And I just want you to know, I've given him permission to do anything he wants in my life, to correct me, to do anything he needs to do. So I have, I was a soldier. It was like I was a soldier at attention before King Jesus. He stood in my room next to that door. And I didn't see him in the physical, but I saw him. I knew he was there. And I heard him sternly declare, the hour of Jesus has come. And then up on the inside of me, I heard, what does that mean, Lord? And this was audible. This is all audible. And he said it was a time of testing. A time of testing is at hand. He's testing us. Do you love him? What's more important to you? Will you do his work? Will you tell others? 
Will you stop judging? Will you care for the sick? Will you do for the least of men? The sheep and the goats. If you've read that, Jesus separates those who will do his will from those who will not, from those who care, those who do not care, those who love him from those who do not love him. And he's already making that that line, those lines. He's already separating us. What you're doing right here and right now counts for your eternity. And many have no idea that they're being tested, that eternity is a choice. Many think everyone goes to heaven because of um, the preaching, God loves everyone. And you don't have to repent of your sin. You don't have to do anything. God does love everyone, but we have to be on his side. We have to be in agreement with him, doing his will. He said, many on that day are going to call me Lord, and I'm going to say, away from them, away from me, I never knew you, because you practiced lawlessness. You didn't do his will. Many will perish for a lack of knowledge. They didn't do his will because they didn't know what to do as well, because many are taught wrong. The truth isn't being taught in the church. Our focus is on everything but Jesus is coming and we need to get ready. And so it's not his will that one should perish, but many don't do his will. And so they will perish. And so he's asking us who know him to show the will of the Father. Show his will. Show the truth. Tell the truth. Live the truth. And know that he's already grieving ahead of, ahead of time. He's not looking forward to coming because we're not ready. And at the same time, he is long-suffering. He's suffering as those who are here are suffering from the evil in the world. The enemy is out stilling, killing, and destroying. As a Christian, sit by and let him. We don't take our authority to stop him. We have to get bold and brave. We have to do our part and stop letting the enemy control. So that's what I was to share with you today. I didn't finish this, so it looks like. So when, when he said this to me, I had stopped going for him. I stopped doing what he told me to do because I had excuses. Things were happening in my life that I didn't think were fair. I had rejection. I had persecution. It didn't seem like it was worth it. Was worth it. In fact, I questioned Jesus, why are you asking me to do this when no one's listening? And so I thought I missed it. And as I said, I've been sharing this all week. As I said, I went to the store that day and the things on the shelf were missing. The shelves were bare. They were empty. People were just running around like crazy, buying and buying and buying. And so I thought for sure I missed it. 
And then two days later, I heard him above my head. And I heard him say, it's a great hour of testing. A great hour of testing is at hand. And it caused me to look up. His voice was audible again. It was above me. And then two seconds later, I heard him sternly say, I'm frustrated, obey me. He's frustrated. He's grieving. He's upset. I thought this word was just for me, but it's for all of us. He said, share it. I'm frustrated. Obey me. I'm coming. And it's not my will that any should perish, yet they're perishing for a lack of knowledge. He loves you. And he's saying, obey me. I'm frustrated. Stop worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Stop worrying about all that stuff. Because it's causing you to slumber. It's causing you to not do what I'm telling you to do. And those things that you're so caught up in don't matter. He's coming. That matters. His children matter to him, not things, his children. And so he's saying to us today, I'm already grieving. I already know what's going to happen, but you can make a difference. Think of your saddest moment when those who love you reject you and they don't know what's ahead, but you do. Jesus knows what's ahead. He knows your heart. He knows everyone's heart, who's going to make it, who's not. And he knows that we can make a difference. We can be full of knowledge and go and tell. Keep trying. Be long-suffering as he is. Don't quit. Don't give up. As in the day of Noah, many will be eating and drinking, not having to care, and then all of a sudden, just like that, Jesus will come. All of a sudden, just like that, started raining. And they wished they would have listened to Noah. If you're not listening to me, if you're criticizing me, if you don't believe me, on that day, you're going to wish you listened to me. I'm telling you what Jesus said. He's telling us things to come. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, please pray this prayer with me right now. Commit to him. Get ready. We don't know the day or the hour, but he does. And we want to be ready for that day. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are beckoning us, that you are calling us, and we just submit to you, obey you, we're willing to do your will, whatever you say. We're, will, we're willing to be a part. Are you willing? Are you willing to be a part of his life and prepare for his return? Are you ready? Are you doing the will of the Father? Lord, help us to do it. Help us to do it. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Jesus wants to say something. He's saying, you cannot do anything without me, but come to me and I will prepare your paths. 
I'll show you the way to go. I will encourage you and strengthen you, saith the Lord. Love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good to us. He's so in love with us. And he is. He's going to help you to do it. It's not as hard as the enemy makes it seem. All you got to do is submit to him. Say, Lord, I'm going to do it. Whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it because I know you're going to help me. You're going to make it easy. The thing is, is to make that decision. Make that decision. Make him the Lord of your life. Revelation 3.20, he said, if you love me, then, if you, ta- if you heed my voice, then I'm going to live on the inside of you and I'm going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to show you truth. He's going to lead your paths. And in Revelation 3.19, he said to get excited about being corrected because he corrects those he loves. He wants to make sure that you make it. So he's going to correct you. He's going to correct you. We can't just sit by and say, oh, Jesus is coming. I don't care if you're ready or not. I'm ready. You're not ready if you don't care because if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, then you're not ready. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.